This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me as always is the sexy badass monster hunter, Chris Randazzo. If anything happens to my horse. (laughs) And the most powerful sorceress I know, Evan Goldstein. Don't judge me. (laughs) This is episode 196 for the week of February 27th, 2020. Tonight, we will be discussing The Witcher, season one, episode three, Betrayer Moon. But before we get to all that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Just put this week's episode in the subject line. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you think we should watch next. Tell us what you want to watch us watch. Just kidding. Don't do that last thing. We won't do it. That so. creepy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, you know, it's it's going not bad. I, I threw my neck out looking left. Yeah. That was fun. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I was explaining to you guys before the show started, I was at work, and I'm so I write this I, I write these articles about video game stuff, and I wrote this whole article that was like super negative, and it just seemed like a bad look. So I completely scrapped it and started from scratch today. The article's due tomorrow, so I'm like killing myself and writing this thing and I said, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write about video game posters because I'm just sitting in my office looking around like, hey, video game posters. <laughs> hey, fork. Uh, Inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write about desks. Uh, carpet squares. Uh, let's see. Hanging ceiling tiles. Oh, posters. Video game posters. Awesome. So I decided to write about video game posters and I'm, I'm banging away on my keyboard like a crazy person and then I look left and then all of a sudden my neck is just like, hey, <laughs> wake, you're old. Wake up four hours <laughs> later from the dull shearing pain that shot through your head. Right? And it's like, come on, I'm just looking left. Can I just look left? I've been lifting all this freaking furniture for two weekends in a row. I'm... I got through all that with just the regular amount of, ow, everything hurts from head to toe. So then today I'm sitting at work and I look left and my neck is just like... So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? Um, I've noticed that if I sit long enough, my legs stop working. So <laughs> you chose the wrong moment to take a drink there, dear. I sure did. Yeah. You're gonna, that's that's going to require a little bit of explanation so, there, Captain. So I spend a lot of my day on my feet, like all day, like when I'm at work for the 10 plus hours that are there I'm just walking around lifting have to just moving constantly and then I've noticed that if I sit for a long period of time my knees my hips my back everything just goes no so I know like it's <laughs> says 
No. <laughs> Violent revolt. <Yeah. laughs> On this week's episode of We're Old. <laughs> <laughs> it's the simple things that hurt the most, Chris. I don't know if you understand. You understand, like sleeping when you wake up in pain from sleeping. That's not right. So. Yeah, no, that's not okay. <laughs> and sleeping is supposed to help you, and when it doesn't, you just you, you just can't help but up. be like, I mean. What's really? the point? Is this, is this what we're doing now? How, how dare you? Yeah, don't get me started on sleeping and how I don't get to do it anymore because someone thinks that they belong in my room at two between 2 and 3 a.m. every effing night. And we've been trying to tell you, Chris, between 2 and 3 a.m., <laughs> off limits. No. I, I know. I'm supposed to stay on the couch. I have to pick him up and carry him back to his room and put him in his big girl bed. And just when he says he wants to cuddle, I say no. <laughs> Uh, but he gets those cute little eyes. He's like, oh, but please. Oi. So, yeah. So, it's been two weeks, boys. It has. Why didn't we record last week? Evan. Because I needed a day. Uh. Uh, anybody watch anything good? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have, so we finished, um, The Good Place. And, and I, I, I spoke about that two weeks ago, and I was like, I, this show is great, fantastic. But I went and to try to find something else that could fill um, my need uh, for... for uh, Kristen? No. Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell. Bell. Kristen. Ted Danson? Yeah. No, Kristen Bell. And on my Plex, I have the show House of Lies, which I haven't seen... In a in a long time, I don't know. Is the one with Don Cheadle on it. Yes. Don Cheadle. Yes. <laughs> and boy, is that a completely different character than the Good Place? It's I, I it, it's much better than I remembered it. It's about I didn't know she was on that show. Oh yeah, she is. She, there's it's a team of one, two, three, four. What are those people that come into a business to say this is how you make your business better? District managers? No, no, no. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not what they say. They're they're they're, hi- they're outside hires. They're, oh Christ! And a consultants. Consultants. Yes, they are a team of consultants that go from company to company, but they work to find the good and the bad and hide the bad and whatnot. Like, and they're a horrible group of people. They're funny and they interact really well. It's a very entertaining show, but her character is very different than the. Good place character than Eleanor. And it's, it's, she still looks exactly the same. And this was like, I don't know, five years ago, seven years ago. Hasn't, like, she hasn't aged a day. God bless her. Picture of her in an attic aging somewhere. Somewhere. But I I watched a couple of episodes of that trying to, trying to, you know, just figure out what I can, you know, fill that because the good place i'm never going to find another that's such a unique show yeah there's not really much quite like that that i can even think of mm-hmm. yeah i mean the best you can do for flavor is go to another mike sure comedy right, mm-hmm. right. and i went th- i went th- kind of reminds me of better off ted like not yeah. necessarily like the actual humor but more like the overall tone of like this is a like clever very scripted kind of like it's not the kind of show that could ever even possibly exist with a a, a laugh track, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I with like the show itself doesn't have the like the House of Lies doesn't have the same feel. So I went and I and I started to watch um Dead Like Me. 
Oh, geez, you just reminded me of something else I watched. Keep talking. And that, granted, slightly darker, has the same tonal feel, I guess. It has the same pacing and whatnot, but it's... I, I don't know. It, it's... I'm going to give it a couple more episodes because I remember really liking that show because I liked the cast of characters that were in it. But watching, I feel that it, I only made it through like part of the pilot and it suffered a little bit from pilot's disease and it didn't grab me right away. So I, you know, I moved on from that. And then, you know, you guys were raving about lock and key. I tried to get caught up with that. I'm trying to How'd think. How'd you do? Um, so Angela and I were watching it. And I, I think I made the correct choice in not rereading the book before watching it, because it didn't upset me when watching it. Um, it is good. I am enjoying it. I Angela reread the book, and she keeps seeing the differences. And they're fascinating because <laughs> I just finished rereading the book. I right. was rereading it while I was watching the show mm-hmm. and thinking like, well, what are they going to do about this? Like, I'm, I'm curious, did you finish Lock and Key yet? No, I have not finished Lock and Key yet. We have not. Because I will say this, that it ends on a note that is like a different play on something that I think they just, I thought that they just straight up skipped over in the book. I was like, wow, this one character is... Okay. Yeah, a she totally was... different situation. Uh, like um, Dodge, in particular, is a very different situation in the comic books, right? Because mm-hmm. Dodge, like, is is just with them. Like, they don't know. They have no idea that uh, Zach Wells is, you know, Dodge, and uh, like he's dating Kinsey and all that stuff. Like, it's and it's gross and it's scary and it's like they just didn't do that in the show. And right. I mean, I know you don't care about spoilers, but anybody listening who does, uh, by the end of the season, I mean that and it's not Dodge, but there is a there is a situation by the end of the season that sets up effectively the same storyline from a different angle. Interesting. So, uh, so they s- it is really quite interesting. Ah, okay. So I, I, I I'm curious as to how because like I I haven't read the book and quite a while so I, it's not and I just look at the show for what it is like I, if, if I'm being entertained by what I see on the screen it doesn't matter where it, to me where it came from I'm not comparing because there for me you know watching so many comic book movies and, and like I've been around this geek culture for a very long time if I take them together if I make them the same thing I'm never going to be happy so the books are the books the shows are the shows and the movies are the movies and if I'm entertained, I'm entertained. That's why, you know. And that was uh, definitely something that was done intentionally with this show. Because, like, they consulted Joe Hill a lot about the changes when they were making this mm-hmm. show. Like, hey, does this work? How does this work? How does this key work? What is this mythology? Because, like, they didn't just want to retell the story of the book. They wanted to you know, do something similar but kind of just take a different spin on it. And that I can appreciate. Like, right. instead of, like, making the conscious decision, like, okay, I'm not going to just adapt the book because I want to offer something, you know, kind of like what they did with Walking Dead. Like, mm-hmm. we want to tell a similar story, but, you know, the comic book story's being told there just fine. So why don't we just try to do something a little different? It's kind of a remix. Yeah, kind of a remix. And, uh, and it kept things, you know, pretty interesting for me because there were so many times that I just I didn't know what was coming because it's know, it was it's, al- it's also taking a a much it's a much more current property it's not lock and key is not very old it's not but it's still pre cell phone 
True. <laughs> Is that what we're judging time now? <laughs> well, it's it's interesting when you see a bunch of young kids reading a comic book, and I'm like, nobody's got cell phones. Like mm-hmm. they when they were fighting the shadows, and in in the show when they eventually wind up fighting fighting shadows, um, they whip out a cell phone and turn on the uh, flashlight. And I'm like, that's great, but they didn't have that option yeah. in the comic book. Right. Like They had to go get flashlights, which they still kind of did in the show. They went to go get flashlights because they needed more light. But you know, they, they had no options in the comic because phones, just everyone didn't have cell phones back then. And it was really cool to see them ad- you know, adapt a story like this to you know a little bit more modern because you know, you kind of have to. Well, and, yeah. uh, I I was I was really really impressed with this show. I, I, I'm that's... enjoying it, and and I think Angela is. I'm trying to make it so I try to just persuade her to look at it for what it is and not compare it directly to the book because we feel very strongly about the the comic properties in our, in our household. Like, oh, of course. You know? <laughs> so, I just just as long as tell her that by the yeah. Tell her that by the time it's done, the stuff that I think she's missing from the book could very much still be done. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, which was something that I was... I was What weirded me out while I was watching the season was, like, looking at this, like, wow, they're really going very far into the story. Right. Like, that, was, that was the thing ended, that was most bothersome. Yeah, because they're ending season one kind of like where all the books ended. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, they're really... They're going. They're kind of like blowing their blowing their load a little bit here, but the way they set it up at the end, it's like they could very well and probably will go back and tell the other stuff that was missing from this season from a different perspective. Um, because I I, I, I don't want to I don't want to ruin it because, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's very much yeah it's it's really cool and it is very much done in. In respectful, in respect to the the source material. Good. My only major gripe with the show, uh, in in relation to the source material, is is the mom character, um, because. Yeah, she bugged me a little bit in the show. I I found it like I'm I'm not familiar with the source material, but I felt like she was a competent enough mom that there's no way she would have let her kids endure this situation where their father was murdered in front of them and not send them to therapy, and she didn't seem to have done that in the show, which I thought was, like, bizarre, but then Chris explained that in the comic, she's, like, she's a fucking mess. She is a a full-on alcoholic in in the book, and, like, that's... In this show, she is a recovered alcoholic. Change, because her being in recovery is... Showing that she is getting her shit together and like she is she's on that path. And then in the books, her being like in the throes of that mess makes it more, I don't know, believable that the kids are being put in the situations that they're like their therapy yeah. is going to the house. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That that doesn't that, make that's sense. the best that she came up with. And and like, I mean, she, and, and like of course, she leaves Bodhi alone all the time. Exactly. And eh, like, what's the worst it, can happen? In in the books, it's very like she's a mess. She is a constant mess, and you're rooting for her, but she's also like she is a complete freaking mess. And by the time she does get clean, like the whole thing with the you know putting the urn in the uh, the healing cabinet and stuff, and like that was a that was I, I was I was glad that they played that out in the show the way that they did. But I was also like, man, in the book that was a that was a mess because she was just completely freaking trashed and. Tyler and Kinsey both have to keep cleaning up after her from being trashed, and 
and you know she walks with a cane because she was also pretty viciously attacked when uh, uh, her husband was killed. Right. So and that doesn't really seem to be the case in the show. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's it's certain changes, but if you're telling me that it in I don't want to say they're resolved, but you know it, it gets to a place where it is salvageable. I'm I will definitely we will finish it and watch it out. And make sure that. I, I don't we know that even open eyes kind of thing. I don't even know that salvageable is the right word. Just that it's not it's not going where you think it's going. If you think it's just telling, if you think it's just skipping over all that important shit from the book, mm-hmm. it's not. And okay. that was a very pleasant surprise for me to see. No, it's it's not. It's just gonna attack it from a different angle, and the angle that it brings up in the end is in. It's 50% like, okay, now they can do what they did in the book, but also, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Because that was not that. And not only that, because I just finished the book for the first time. I had read like half of the series before, but I had never actually finished it. So I just got to the end for the first time, and now I know what Dodge's plan was all along, and that is a pretty big diversion uh well actually no it's really not never mind i take that back because I, I was just thinking of one half of it but no they the other half of it no that 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 works uh it's just it's a really different situation because of how early it's happening you know and and who it's happening with and i don't it's good stuff yeah i like that show quite a bit yeah <laughs> and i am also a big fan of the comic i, I and, i'm uh, enjoying it for what like as a show just like without it being a comic property like i'm mm-hmm. enjoying it oh and joe hill shows up ah awesome just Gets like his a little father. cameo just like yeah, his dad he's got a little just... cameo um another <sighs> i can't remember i know we spoke about it once but i started watching a bunch of episodes of the orville uh-huh and I I remember us not liking it, or I mean I really didn't. like You guys it. <laughs> really didn't like it, but I you know it, sitting on a couch. I'm pretty sure it was last last week when I just wanted to to stop for a minute and it, I the show gets so Star Trek dramatic that it could it could be a good Star Trek. But then it, it it inserts these uh, for dick and fart jokes every <laughs> I don't know four to nine minutes like like it they're scheduled and they seem out of place. But the like there are some really really deep stories in this show and I I don't I don't understand where it's going. So it's got another season coming up and 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 whatnot. I am I am enjoying it. But I was never like Star Trek. I was never a Star Trek guy, and I don't. I like. I don't feel like that. The his sense of comedy should be in like like. There's a show about one 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 of the episodes is about one of the characters on the ship that his entire race is male, and they they have babies via eggs, and they he has a hatchling and it is female and the whole episode is about him and his partner talking to the doctor about a gender reassignment for the child because of you know it being part of this 
this race or the like you know this it's going to be having a horrible life if they go back to their planet and mm-hmm. the depths and the and like the strength in which their their convictions on both sides it was so deep and so serious and then like I can, unfortunately his voice is 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 the dog from family guy he pops in and he and it and it throws a dick and or fart joke in there and I'm like this is missing beats I don't I can't quite understand why this is continuing or why I'm partially enjoying it it's just I want I want to have a conversation with someone that could explain it to me from either the Star Trek side like I could see where people who like the like Star Trek itself because they're so you know that they're they're their storytelling is very well done. This show has that at times, but then they keep undermining it. So it's not, it's, it, it's it, the, the first time we watched it, the first episode, we got the right feeling. And I'm literally just sitting there watching it because, you know, you start it, it says, all right, play the next one. Keep, just keep going. I'm ignoring you. I'm doing something else kind of thing. I'm just shocked at how serious of a tone it gets every once in a while it's really it's weird that i had heard that about this show that it you know, works really well as like a star trek show and obviously it, i i had heard that from like message boards and whatnot mm-hmm. that are just ripping on star trek discovery and being just like the orville is a 10 times better a star trek show than this new star trek show is blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and i mean I take that with the grain of salt that you would expect to take that kind of stuff with. But I also understood that that that's probably comes in there somewhere because that's, I feel like that I, I, that has to be r- real enough to an extent because I feel like that's kind of what, um, what's his face was going for. Seth, like Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane is going for Star Trek, but with a dash of comedy, but it's also his dash of comedy. Yeah, and it's overt comedy. Like it's, it's, it's not subtle at all. And that was our problem with the first episode was we didn't think the comedy was funny. Like yeah. these jokes were just hacky and dumb and mm-hmm. And but and that's the thing, like if 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 we take out if you ignore the comedy, because it's really just a beat that can be ignored, the show is actually quite well done. But it it keeps, you know, I breaking that that tension or like that's what it's doing is it's throwing those jokes in there to 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 remind you hey this was done by Seth I, and i don't think it needs it it's weird so uh i don't you know we didn't watch mm-hmm. hardly any of this show and so i don't i can't speak to it from a place of like having seen it but my feeling mm-hmm. as a raging feminist is that the reason that it feels a little off is that it's interesting you know, thought-provoking stories being told not just by a, a straight white dude, but like a frat boy. And it's just like maybe we should get some, you know, See, diversity in the writers' room, and it would be handled a little differently, a little better, a little less important placed on the sophomore humor, and like and still find ways to break the tension, but without doing like his one, you know one pony trick that he knows and i and i get what you're saying 
the fact is is that the the serious parts of the story are well done. They're they're all of the characters. Right. They're like they're all getting their chances to shine, and they're telling their 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 deep stories. And the comedy isn't just coming out of Seth's face. It's all of the characters playing off of each I other. I think she means like Seth as a writer. What it sounds to me like was happening is like. A kind of exactly what both of you were saying like yeah so they got this writer writer's room with all this you know great diversity and all this stuff that's telling all these great stories but Seth MacFarlane is in that is mm, in that I writer's room too and being like I'm in charge dick joke <laughs> well I, um, I, I don't I don't want it it's some of it is quite and funny. really what I like, what I think is like Seth MacFarlane needs to be fired into the sun but <laughs> Not a fan, are but you? I would be satisfied with him just being on the show and not like having influence on the. I feel like it would be a better show if he was not in creative control of it. I I I, I can't speak to it either way. I I know that it's not something. I'm not getting angry at it, so like I'm not hate watching it. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a step in the right direction. Um. Well, I can segue pretty good off of that with another show that I've been watching and um. Uh, I thought you were raising your hand. No. <laughs> it's like, no, she's just stitching. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I know we, Evan and I have been talking pretty much this whole time. I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm only hosting the episode, whatever. But She'll I, get her chance I, to shine. I watched the first episode of Picard Ooh. while we're talking about Star Trek. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and need you to get me the rest of that show. <laughs> uh, cause, a sap? <laughs> uh, yeah, a a s a f p, sir. Uh I really liked the first episode of this show, um, and <laughs> I was wrestling with, uh, do I want that to be my pick for next week? Really? And I'm I'm somewhere between that and and a different show, so I'll I'll have that decided by the end of the by the end of the episode. So, so while since I'm think I'm considering that for my next week's episode, um, I I won't say. I won't go into like all the details of what I liked about it, but I will say that as um, it is, I, I understand why some Star Trek heads uh, aren't huge fans of this show. Okay. Um, because it is not, uh, it doesn't feel anything like Next Generation. It feels like a very new show set in that universe with these characters. Um, okay. And uh, I. I it, it had a really cool vibe to it. It's very interesting, and uh, yeah, it's it was good. good. I was pretty riveted by it, and uh, not immediately. Like you know, it started off, and I'm like, all right, okay. So, um, uh, I haven't kept up on a lot of the newer next generation movies. So, uh, Data's makeup in HD is kind of more disturbing than I remember <laughs> it being. Um, so that's a that's something to contend with. That's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, outside of outside of that, I was really pleased with this show. Good. Um, so I really, really, really want to watch more of it. Good. All and right. if I can jump in on a, a space show theme here, Ooh. please do. Um, holy shit, Doctor Who guys! Oh, dude, really, <laughs> Doctor? <laughs> yes, talk, Karen. This season, I will be the first to admit is uneven af okay um, but the more of it i watch the more i realize why they made the choices and why they put they like almost intentionally put in low points um 
the really the uh, yeah the most recent episode they they aired la- last two nights ago. I don't even know what day it is, you guys. Um, <laughs> it, the Ascension of the Cybermen. It's the first half of a two-part season finale. Um, the episode before that was supposed to was started out like the first half of it you think it's just like a normal monster of the week episode and then halfway through it's like oh no we're starting this train right now <laughs> yeah yeah and we're gonna go. get aboard this train and it is going to be because remember what we were talking about with the, that dalek episode we we're like okay you can do whatever you want with classic who uh villains because that was a really clever thing to do with the dalek right mm-hmm. right and then this sh- season started and we we're like dum 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 oh hey it's the master that's a really neat take on the master what's going on that's really cool well this is a cyberman okay and it is not like anything Any I've seen with Cyberman grand, before. It's not your seen. grandmother's Cyberman? No, no, it is not. And it is <laughs> terrifying. Ooh. Because it's like, it's this half-done Cyberman that's like, so you can still see the human underneath like half of its mask. And he's all like effed up looking, but he's not, like, they didn't get rid of all the emotions. So it's just a relatively conscious human that knows that it is that he is a Cyberman and is And he's totally, on board. He's, he's like yeah. totally on board with it. Cyberman number one. So Let's he's go. like a malicious Cyberman and it's like really creepy. Really? Yeah. Uh, and very effective. Ooh, he's so. very cool. I'm look- yeah. I was just and, looking uh, up imagery and yeah, that is off putting. Uh-huh. So he shows up in the second half of episode eight and then episode nine and ten or Cyberman story. And they're, like, basically on the run, trying to get away from him, trying to figure out how to beat him this episode. And it's just... I've seen so many people... I know, it's the internet, and you can't read the comments, but so many people in the comments section being like, please don't ruin the 60 years of established canon. Like, have you watched the show? Like, (laughs) there is no established canon. (laughs) Um, But... The thing is, they aren't because there's if now this is where I I like push my glasses up and be like, guys, I'm super cool because I know all this shit about classic who that like not everyone else knows. And I'm watching this thing and it's just like blowing my mind from an episode from season 19 of classic who really like, oh, so I went back because it, it reminded me of this episode, and I went back and I rewatched it yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, they brought up something else." And I'm like, "Oh my god, are they really tying an episode in 2020 back to an episode in ni- from 1982?" Really? Because I will fucking shit my pants. <laughs> and pooping a. You just reminded me of like I've actually forgot all about that other doctor. I forgot all about that. Yeah. They haven't even brought her back. Right like, there, not even talking about In the middle of that. the season, they introduced another doctor that nobody knows anything about or where she came from or who the fuck she is. Yeah. Did we, yeah. So. And then. She, I mean, just, I would assume they're going to mention something about it by you'd the think. finale, but who knows? But we've got all sorts of, we've got Cybermen, we've got the Master, we've got Gallifrey being destroyed, we have this fucking Irish mid-century policeman that nobody knows anything about. Oh, yeah. The whole half of this episode is just like this kid who was, I don't know, bulletproof or something like that, who woke up just like Jack Harkness did one time when he fell off a cliff, 
And like, there was no resolution to that, or even a hint that it's related to anything happening in the episode. But then at the the whole time of watching it, like, I'm enthralled the whole freaking time during this episode. I'm just watching it like, this is nonstop interesting. There is no downtime. I'm not playing Smash Brothers in the background. I am just watching this and being really interested in what's happening on the screen. And then like, the very end, they're trying to get through some portal, and then like, she looks through the portal, and on the other end is freaking Gallifrey, and then the master shows up like, I'm back, bitches! <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, I'm like, I <laughs> so much shit happened and none of it was resolved and we have one more episode left in the season and I'm gonna die like halfway through this episode I went and I was like I, I need a glass of vodka like I, I don't know what to do right now I don't know what's going on and it's reminding me of all this like this uh, Cyberman episode from from classic who that I was saying that like bad stuff happened in that episode and like it's clear to me that like it is that what we're watching is at least influenced by that. And like I I don't know, they you know they've been dropping hints through the season that maybe one of the companions gonna leave, maybe one more than one. Like uh, I don't know what's gonna happen, you guys. <laughs> Playing tiddlywinks with your emotions, it sounds like. Long way to get to Sunday. Um, I did write about this week, so I mean I write about it every week. But uh, go to geekade.com if you wanna hear more about what I have to say and what I was talking about with relating this episode to uh, back to 1982. It's uh, it's freaking fascinating. Chris, like, geeks out on stuff all the time. He dives into rabbit holes, like, grabs all this, like, obscure information that nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. And I'm always looking at him like, you giant nerd. (laughs) What the the hell? And, like, this week I felt like I was Chris. I was like, oh, my God, all this stuff. (laughs) Dorky dork, 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 Huge nerd moment for me this week. (laughs) It's the joys of being us. Every once in a while, we get to have them. <sighs> yeah. Outside of that, I fell down another... I started watching How I Met Your Mother again. Ugh, why would you do that to yourself? Because I enjoy the hell out of that show. I really do. And I, don't... I mean, it, and I can't fault you because like, it is enjoyable, but it ended terribly. It did. It does. It Yes, I know. But it, it, there's like 412 seasons before the end because that show was on for a ridiculously long time. And I, they just, they fly by. I'm, I'm entertained by them. So I don't know. I even... mean, I can't fault you. I just, I did just finish watching 14 seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, we don't know how that's going to end. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did finish that. And then just for something else to turn to, I decided to start rewatching the Marvel Netflix series. Started with Daredevil, got halfway through season one of that. It's a tough show to watch by just listening to it mostly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will say that like between, you know, deciding on that and picking The Witcher this week, apparently what I really want to see is just a lot of good fight choreography. (laughs) Sounds like it. Um, But yeah, it's enjoyable. It's satisfying. Good. Good, good, good. Oh. I got a few more things that I watched. Go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds well, like a threat. Um, yeah, it is a threat. So let's see. I, uh, I th- This kind of happened to me um, the other morning. Uh, I was downstairs with Ellie first thing in the morning, and uh, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's watch some DuckTales. And uh, I was... Uh, I, I It was this the episode... Uh, 
Basically, uh, I was not prepared for DuckTales to make me cry at 7 o'clock oh, on a Saturday God, morning. this thing. <laughs> so, uh, that, that was... That I was, was I mean, not it was, prepared for DuckTales. That's a long title, Chris. Can we shorten yeah, that a bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, was, it was definitely something really special, and I wanted to mention that. But uh, I also I, I caught the first episode of the new season of Clone Wars. Okay. Um. It is still the Clone Wars. Uh, this was a very clone-focused episode. Uh, it's a like so Clone it's and Clone Wars episode. Kind of not my favorite part of the Clone Wars show is the stuff that focuses, you know, solely on the clones. Um, now, from what I've come to understand, this is uh, something that people have seen already. Um, this was uh, something that was aired at, I think, a Comic Con or a, one of those D twenty three expos as animatics a couple of years ago. Like this was something that had already existed. This was a new episode written for this season. It's just this is the first time they've been actually finished okay. and animated. So that's kind of cool, uh, I guess, as far as it being a story. But, you know, as far as an episode goes, it's like, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of interesting. It was a really great showcase for the voice actor who voices the clones. Okay. Because he does a pretty good job of making all these clone characters seem like individuals but not because they're all clones but they do all have kind of their own little you know swaths of personality and whatnot so this is about the bad batch there's apparently a a small clone regiment where they had experimented with uh, the clones and wound up with like different sort of mutations almost so they made a special task force of clones with desirable mutations. Like one of them is super strong, oh, and one of them's like in Clone Force X, kind of like that. Yeah, uh, and it was neat because they had very different like voice afflictions and personalities and stuff, unlike the rest of the clones who have been all raised together like brothers. So this guy, most of this episode is like. 10 or 12 characters that are all clones of each other and this guy didn't make it didn't sound boring <laughs> like <laughs> this i mean it's not quite tatiana maslani levels because it's you know it's voice acting and they don't also have to like try to look different too but at the same time like i really had to give it up to this guy being like all right i don't love this guy's clone voice you know i didn't love uh jango fett's weird Australian accent voice thing going on in the movie either, but, like, this guy's really making it work. It was an impressive bit of voice acting there, but it's also kind of neat to see this show with uh, 2019, 2020 era um, visuals. Okay. Like, the Clone Wars art style has never been my favorite, but it's like, going back to season one, having recently rewatched this show, um, the animation's definitely come a long way, and it's... Uh, it's definitely not ugly, so uh, that was kind of cool. Cool. And the other thing that I did to to pass the time recently was rewatch uh, Helsing Ultimate Abridged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I am familiar with that. <laughs> I am not, but something so tells if, me I'm if, about to be. If, if you just splash <laughs> red blood in your face and just watch any show on high speed. You've watched it. Except it's really fucking funny. <laughs> so, all right. So for the uninitiated, you, you all know that I love Dragon Ball Z abridged. I think it's absolutely hysterical. Um, so what Helsing Ultimate abridged is, is just that same group of people doing what they did the Dragon Ball abridged to a different anime called 
Helsing or Helsing Ultimate. I don't know. I've never seen the <laughs> source material. Seen a real one. <laughs> I have never seen the source material, so there that there's definitely a certain amount of amusement there because I f that I find this show as funny as I do even though I have no familiarity with the source material is I think a pretty impressive testament to it um, but <laughs> holy cow especially the first couple of episodes I mean talk about some really satisfying animated violence wow <laughs> it's really really satisfying and uh I don't know, man. I, I rewatched it, and uh, it's one of those things that I kind of want to pull the audio from because, uh, like, if I'm on a long car drive, it's the kind of thing that if I could just put that on and listen to it, I won't fall asleep because the main character, Alucard, um, is absolutely hysterical on the show. I love this guy so much because he, he's, he's just he's awful, but he's not awful you know like he's awful for the right reasons kind of a thing Oof, uh, that's a stretch. I don't know how to <laughs> right like there there's an episode towards the end where um, this uh, character starts like shooting him and tearing him apart and everything um, and like yelling at him for being uh, you know you cis white male blah 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 like yelling at him for being some sort of misogynist and then which he, he is Except, like, he's, he's like, and normally you'd be right, except I was a chick in the 40s. No, <laughs> I was a chick in the 40s. Um, I forget the second one, but then the third one is like, and no one on earth could possibly comprehend my sexual preferences. He <laughs> 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 just cracked my shit up. <laughs> Oh, and the second episode, the second episode is my favorite because the second episode was like the, uh, so there's this organization, the Helsing, or this is the anime as shit you'll ever hear, <laughs> the Helsing organization that like fights vampires or something. I don't know, but they employ, uh, Alucard, who is a vampire and, uh, basically indestructible and, um, they're the the company like the the Vatican or whatever it is whoever pays for them whoever takes care of Helsing's budget I just is, remembered that is, is coming to town and uh, they're like oh boy they must hate us so the the woman in charge Integris is like I need you to like not be here Alucard and uh, and so th they bribe him to not show up by giving him a, uh, a 70 inch plasma screen TV. <laughs> and he's like super excited about it. And then they get attacked while the, um, the, the, the people who are in charge of their funding are there. And she calls him up. And be like, hey, Alucard, I need you to come, you know, deal with some shit here. And he's just like, no, I just fired up an episode of Adventure Time on Netflix. And you told me, I get the distinct impression you're embarrassed of me. <laughs> and eventually somebody, somebody goes down to the basement where Alucard is, you know, effectively staying out of the way. Um, and he blows up his TV. <laughs> And the fucking delivery on this, where the, the the screen blows up and he's just sitting there on his chair and he goes, that was a 70-inch plasma screen TV. So how can I help you? 
It's amazingly funny. It cracks me up to no end. And of course, he eventually just completely destroys the guy because his powers are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Alucard's powers in this show make no sense and they're out of control. <laughs> this show's great. <laughs> So I was just at my desk doing a lot of work this week, cracking up hysterically, and I'm You're sure... You're watching this at work. Yeah. Oh, God help anybody that walks past your screen. I mean, it's just, you know, it just looks like regular anime violence, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. If anybody could hear me while I was at work, they were probably wondering what the hell I'm cackling about all day long, but... Just, just cracked me up to no end. So that was pretty fun. I, I was enjoying myself with that, and I think that's everything, right, pal? Picard, Lock and Key, DuckTales. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm all caught up. That that, <laughs> that was that was the whole nine yards. That's what I've been watching. How about you, Evan? You um, I think I'm caught up with what's watching because I keep cycling through things going back. Um, I did want to touch upon. I saw this a news article right before we started um, recording that I thought might interest you guys because um hbo just reclassified Watchmen, mm-hmm. and the article it, it they classified reclassified it as a limited series as opposed to a season one um and that leaves it open to be more of an anthology series which i think is a way better idea than to try to continue with the showrunner that was there for season one, not in the picture. Absolutely. So I think that's a. I'm okay with that idea. I th- yeah, I, I, I could be a, I could be okay with that. I mean, I think it would be a huge challenge for a new showrunner to come in and tell a new story in that um, universe, but I think it can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for just from a, I, I, whether it be a different perspective or. You know, highlighting it. You know, they they the the way this episode or this season, if you will, starts is that horrible, horrible incident, and you know, just pick another one and see how that timeline pans out. And like, I think I think it. I'm I'm more of a fan of anthologies as of late, when especially with comic book stuff, I like hearing other other authors' ideas of what could have been. Like, I just watched um, Superman Red Sun. Just had a like a movie, an animated movie came out. Mm. To what, like one of my favorite, I, what are they called? Not, not Elseworlds. Like it's not canon. It's it's it, Elseworlds. Elseworlds, right? Yeah, you're right. It's Elseworlds. Um, you know, if Superman was raised in Russia and not Kansas, like that's a great story. It, that was, and that was. I like seeing that stuff every once in a while. So I thought that would be interesting to you guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely on board with any of that. It's funny. My mom actually sent me a. That um, that article that you were, or, or at least the same news, because right. my mom really liked Watchmen. Oh, cool! Your mom goes to college. <laughs> uh, what else did we have in this news feed? Oh, yeah. He-Man! Uh, Holy yeah. crackers and cheese! <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that uh, that um that cast list on this show. That was that long. That, ago? Yeah. It was that long ago. Holy crap! On a biscuit. Hold, I I like looking at the picture version. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, first off, like friggin' Zahir. What, I I didn't realize uh, that was that was uh, who voiced voiced Zahir on uh, Legend of Korra. So that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Henry freaking Rollins. I had no idea. Yeah, like this. When you sent me the the cast list, if you will, I'm like, this sounds a bit. What is this for? <laughs> 
<laughs> couple of people I said that to was like, did you see this? Like, what 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 are all these people doing together? Because <laughs> I'm Freaking... on board. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah, whatever it is, uh, I'm I'm in. And speaking of old properties, uh, there was a trailer for the new Netflix Transformers cartoon and. Yes, please. Okay, I was curious. I saw that. I was wondering. I, I I forgot to post it in here. I was curious how you felt about that. I was. Uh, I mean, obviously, I I went in reluctant because there. I feel like there hasn't been anything very genuinely good Transformersy for a while now. But uh, uh, that was not the case uh, with this. I I thought this trailer was really good. It looked like some good old fashioned transform pre Michael Bay Transformers, and Is I it? was a. Uh, Nice and happy about that. Is it aimed at kids? I mean, as much as Transformers is, yeah, it's like okay, because I mean, your son. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Robots. I'm yeah. watching this thing. I'm like, Optimus is. He shows up like as the classic, you know, truck and knocking over a bunch of other robots with his truck know, parts. Truck parts, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> if this show is as cool as I think it's going to be, John's going to flip over it. I mean, it's just going to be great. Because I want there to be awesome Transformers stuff. Because that's the thing about Transformers is the original, the original show like doesn't hold up great. I mean, it doesn't hold up as bad as like say Voltron, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it, it was such a cool idea that was not told very well because it was basically a toy commercial, right? Right. It's the same thing with Thundercats. The same thing with Voltron. Like, that's why I don't mind it when some of this stuff gets redone and remade because. They were great ideas that weren't told very well. So well, and now and now they are they are telling. Okay, so back in the day they were they were telling the story to sell a toy. Now yeah. they're telling a story to sell a subscription to a storytelling service. Exactly. You know, so the new She-Ra is great. The new Voltron was great. I don't care what anyone says. I loved the new Voltron. <laughs> so yeah, man, pile that stuff on. And this new Transformer show looked looked legit i was very pleased with it so i'm i'm gonna watch the crap out of that when it comes out and in the realm of unsatisfying teasers can we just talk about these fucking umbrella academy posters and how there's no information <laughs> on them and i'm super mad about it no like, i don't want to talk about it no <laughs> like, how dare you like hey remember this show remember this show that you really, really liked. Everybody enjoyed it. Hey, check this out. <laughs> the end. Nothing. It's just like, hey, remember this show? Of course we remember this show. When's it coming back? Oh. Uh, fuck you. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious that you said that because that's that's Alucard's answer. First episode, he gets decapitated. And the guy that decapitates him, when he comes back, is like, how the Protestant fuck did you do that? Fuck you. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not too happy with Netflix at the moment on that score. Yeah, um, A dick move, Netflix. Come on, if seriously. you're gonna do something, give us something. Don't just give us pretty pictures. All right, bastards. How'd you guys feel about the um, amazing, uh, amazing stories trailer? Did you? I put that in there for you guys. I have no frame of reference. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I missed this entirely. So, do you remember Amazing Stories? I've heard amazing stories before, usually from you. No, what, no. I, well, I don't even know what we're talking about. Amazing There's stories. a show called Amazing a, Stories. A, 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 it used to be an anthology series uh, by Steven Spielberg. Um, nope. If you you probably would recognize the music, knowing you, like if you'd have watched the trailer, it looks really good to me. I I am going to it. It's yes. When 
They, so the original one, I remember there was just one of the stories was about um, fighter pilots, like old, like World War II fighter pilots getting transported through time. It was like, it's that kind of story. And there's this trailer just sort of teases on everything that it, it was. It still has the same feel. And that's what I was kind of hoping for. So looks good. It's Apple TV, though. Mm-hmm. Not Netflix or whatnot. So. Yeah, uh, looking good. Game of looking Thrones. Looking good. Ooh, Chris, Chris, ha. Christopher Hivju. Yes. <laughs> is going to be in Witcher season two. Okay. Tormund. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I saw that. Sure. Cool. I, I, I'm kind of shocked he wasn't that. in season one. <laughs> glad to see that guy getting work. Doesn't he do a bunch of commercials for like an insurance company or a hotel or something? I feel like he did briefly. I don't know if he still I feel like does. I've seen him do something, but I don't know what. Uh, all right. You chatted about Umbrella Academy, Scrolly Scroll. Bloody Chahos, uh, trailer for Castlevania Season 3. Did you say Chahos? Yeah. I think he did. But I said I it purposefully. I think he meant chaos. I said it purposefully. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes. I know how to say Shh. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. we'll take Dick. your word for it. Both of you. <laughs> but why? Why would you? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Castlevania. Ugh. Looks looks good. I'm in. I Color me Castlevania. I did not watch season two, so I have to do that. That's good. And, Castlevania. And so you all right? Looking at this Marvel Studios, it's like as like they're taking a year off, pretty much. No, not really. I mean, um, WandaVision and what else? Something else. Captain. Captain Winter Soldier or this year. Right. But I'm looking at like their theatrical releases. Uh, Eternals is this year. And, and, yeah, and Black, Black Widow. Widow. And the, but like, yeah. were they doing like four, five, six movies a year? No. No? No, it was usually like, what, like three maybe? Usually like three a year. Mm-hmm. And then we did kind of hit a pretty big peak with a... End game, so it's like we're kind of starting from scratch again. I like this pace. They okay. gave us a little bit of breathing room for Star Wars, and now we're gonna start slowly That's getting true. into it. They have to do that now. Then oh, and hey, Bob Iger, right? He's yeah, just like that was... fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> but but as I read that, I read I don't I don't know where that article popped up, but he's he's just transferring like he's not CEO now he's COE or like. Isn't he still yeah, within I mean, the company? Yeah, he's still with the company, yeah. but... He's not going to be the HBIC anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's just like, well, I mean, I have pretty much all the money, so, you yeah, know, but... I guess you can just, like, pay me to stand around and do other shit for a while? Can you change say this into Disney bucks for me? Because <laughs> I want to go on some rides. Are these bison dollars? <laughs> Uh, what oh. is the equivalent of Stanley Bucks to Shrewd Bucks? <laughs> Stanley Nichols to Shrewd Bucks. Uh, good stuff. Good times. Good stuff. So yeah, 2021. I like the thing that grabs me the most on that list is the What If series. I want to see that. Yeah, the What If series. I hope that's good. I mean, I'm sure it will be, but yeah. But Spider Man, Maximum Venom. That's not right. Ugh. Disney XD. God damn it. All right. Uh, kids get cartoons, right? Let them, let them have some fun. I, we'll watch them. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch Maximum Venom, but... That out of just sheer curiosity? Eh, who's got that kind of time? <laughs> I didn't watch Hulk and the Agents of Smash, and I was pretty curious, like, okay, what? <laughs> but, you know, not curious enough to take the time, so... Well, well you know. missed out, sir. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Oh, all right. Well. All right, boys, shall we take a break? I, you know what, because I'm working hard over here. <laughs> you really are. Your mouth is anyway. hey yo hey Snap. All right. We will be right back after these brief commercial messages. After these messages, we'll be, we'll be right, right back. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. It was a very exciting break. It was a milestone for Chris. <laughs> he's actually had to go take a moment because he needs to settle down. Well, I and think I'm, I'm going to check my inventory right now just to see. Oh, Jesus. He's, no. He's, dark, he's, yeah, dark. no. What am I? I don't understand. What are these? What am I missing here? Uh, I don't know, but nobody knows what you're talking about, so let's talk about something for... we do know what we're talking about, which is The Witcher. Ooh, I, well played. Nice word. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so, Evan, you've seen all of it now? No. No? No. So was this like, did you have to catch up no, to no, get no, to no, this No, no, no. I had or? seen, I think, this one and the next one. Oh, okay. Um, and then... It's funny you say that because when I was rewatching it today to just refresh myself, I uh, kind of felt like I wished I had picked the one after this one. But 
I didn't, so that's fine. Well, I, this one. I okay. I'm just the more like I rewatched it today, and I don't know if it's because we started talking about the whole timeline thing. Like it's it's way more apparent in this episode mm-hmm. that the timeline is. I you know wonky like so many stories are taking place and so I, I, well yeah the same characters exist in Geralt's story and Yennefer's story but they're in different timelines mm-hmm. so they're different ages right and and at that point like I'm trying to figure like so I still don't know who the monster was in this okay. episode because like I know like there was the painting on the wall of the two kids uh-huh. Then those two kids showed up in Yennefer's storyline. Right. And the monster is the child of one of those kids? Yes. Well, technically, it's both the child of both of those kids because they were being incestuous. Okay. So that was another thing that I was sort and of hazy on. The magical advisor guy cursed the sister or cursed the child of the the brother because okay he was in love with the sister okay gotcha and turned it into that monster and then that monster gutted him yes horribly as well she should mm-hmm. yes yeah it was yeah i like the show a lot it was just try like if you try to pay attention to that stuff it gets it gets brain hurty yeah, there's definitely a lot of mythology to, to keep track of. Um, it, it's kind of reminding me, and Chris Chris bought me the first book in the Witcher series, which is, I don't know, not the first one that was published, but chronologically in the story, it's the first one. I haven't started reading it yet because I didn't get to it. But okay. um, it's kind of reminding me that, like, I used to read this stuff a long time <laughs> ago, like the epic fantasy, right. like super deep mythology kind of stuff. And I really liked it. So I think maybe that's why this show has had such an effect on me. I, it's it's very well done. Beautiful. It's a beautiful show. Yeah. Um, I, And this, go ahead. No, I'm like the acting is great. It's like, it's just at times, like it just gets, and maybe it's me. But it gets a little confusing because I'm trying to figure out, like, who is going to be interacting with whom at what point in time. Mm-hmm. And it's virtual. Like, because in, um, like, on the IMDb page, it's talking about, like, 40 years difference that this person's here then. And what, I'm like, okay, I kind of, I don't know if I would, I probably, I personally probably would enjoy it more if it just told me a, a linear, a bunch of linear stories. You know, like season to season to season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, that's that's way. the other thing about this is ha- I'm only able to say this having seen the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, that this feels sort of like there's basically three stories: there's Geralt, there's Yennefer, and there's Siri. Which one, Siri? That's the little blonde girl. The at the end of this episode she was run walking that yes. one okay well yeah the one who was walking into the woods okay um so they're they're the three main characters and they're existing in three different they're stu- they're the main part of their stories in existing in three different timelines but by the end of the season the they all converge okay and so what that makes me think of is kind of like like i was saying those fantasy novels it's sort of like 
this is the first one where we get the backstory of everybody and how they're all connected and how the party came together. And like, as they go forward from this point, they're going to be together and like conquer some great, whatever the hell it is. Okay. Um, so they actually but, converge to a, yeah, like their timelines. All How three are connected. Possible? You will see. That's kind of why I wish I had chosen the okay. next episode after this one because I feel like it does a better job of explaining how the three of them are connected. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Because I don't know if you picked up on this, but you, you you did see that one, and that's the one where Geralt gets to like claim the child of surprise. Mm-hmm. She's the child of surprise. Uh, okay. So her her later on her mother and her uh, all her family ends up dead because of the the elf kingdom that attacked her kingdom and she gets away so he's her dad basically okay. and then he's got to find her and she's got to find him and blah 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 and on, along the way um Geralt and Yennefer become a lot more intertwined as well because <laughs> even though they're in they start out in different time periods they end up more along the same timeline especially since Geralt is like he's old. I don't know if he's super old or he ages slowly or what it is but like you know he he's around for a long long time so when we start out Yennefer is like you know the girl from the pig farm right but as we see in this episode she transforms into like <laughs> super bitch sorceress and that was, and that was funny because Angela came in at that point like she saw Yennefer when mm-hmm. she was in her original form, and then sure. they ch- she's like, "Wow, I wonder how they're gonna pull, how they're gonna make her look different." And then she walks in, she goes, "Oh, they're just gonna make it a different actress." And I went, "Oh no, that's that's the same same actress. That's the same actress. They did they they put makeup on her, they made her flow her hair a little bit, and they put her in a nice dress and." They well, it, they did you know, a lot more than that. Removed they, the hunch and the hun- uh, and the <laughs> and the facial deformity and yeah. yeah. That guy, um, that, I did really enjoy scene. the way that the um, the because the big thing about this episode, while it gives us like, you know, it gives us Yennefer's big moment of her sort of like owning her power and like you know, mm-hmm. starting to be independent, and it gives you some of Geralt's character and how like you know a lot of witchers would have just killed the monster, but he chose to save it because he actually is a really good dude. Yeah, um, but then at the end, did he start to, like? Bite its throat? Yeah, because it was going to kill him. Okay. But it got better and he got better, so, you know. <laughs> All's fair. But mainly the big thing about this episode, besides those, you know, bits of character development, is this end sequence where Yennefer is transformed and the uh, the fight between Geralt and the Striga. And I really like the way the two were, like, intercut. Yes. Like, it just... It was really well done, very artistically done. And that's the thing. Like, if they weren't on different timelines, mm-hmm. it would still be. It's it would be fine. Like, they're not. There's no confusion. Like, you could tell definitely tell that there are two independent stories. It's, tr- it's like once you know that it's on different timelines, that's when you start looking a little bit deeper. Like, okay, this. Oh, look, there's that painting. They're showing this and and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. It definitely i think gains something on revisiting it too mm-hmm. like once you've once you've gotten to the end of it and you're like oh now i know what's going on you go back and you're like oh wait that was that dude and that's you know he knows her because of this and that's the thing like i didn't even notice that the kids were at that party mm-hmm. up until the second watching 
And there's a lot, there's a lot of characters too. There are. Like there's our three main characters, but like all the, all the girls at the, whatever the hell it's called, where, where Yennefer is training to be a sorceress. They're all actual characters in the story, but like there's so many of them and, and they all have similar names and none of them are really like clearly, you know, that clearly identified. So it's like, I don't I know like all these people are supposed to matter for a reason, but like there's just so much, too much going on for me to like keep track of them all. Right. <clears throat> Honey, how did you feel about this? I... This well, I immediately knew which episode you were talking about when you said which one this was. So mm -hmm. that was a that's a good sign, because uh, that's not always the case with me. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, I did like this episode. I I liked the like all the the character beats you were talking about, like how Yennefer was like, nah, she's going in to get uh done up. And he's just like, all right, you need some anesthesia. She's like, nah, give this shit to me raw. <laughs> like, well, that was. I want to like, remember she, how much this shit hurts. When she first walks in, it was just like a makeover montage. Like that's like the first time where he's like, I am, I am the artist. I am the final draftsman. And he just shows her a bunch of dresses. I'm like, oh, I thought this was going to be more involved. Like mm -hmm. this is just just a it's just a makeover session. <laughs> Oh, and then it was way more involved. Oh, way more involved. Uh, I liked it was how, a makeover. But I also liked how she had this degree of confidence when she was all hunchback and funky looking. Like, when she's plowing that, you know, that dude, that other magician dude, and, like, he starts giving her shit, she's not afraid to give shit back. Mm -hmm. And, like, you kind of, seeing her, where she came from, you kind of expect her to just be, like, pretty timid until she, you know, finds her confidence. But she's, like, she's got no time for anybody's shit. She's just, uh, she's like, I understand my lot in life, and I'm not going to accept it. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be what I want to be, and I'm going to get there however I need to get there. And, and because we have magic, eventually, I get to look, like, on the outside how I feel on the inside. Like, yeah, exactly. So... I, I was I'm I'm rather fond of this episode and you know Henry Cable is uh he's easy on the eyes and uh, you know and he's in the, the He's a badass sword fighter man. He is. Like he's, I was saying earlier about like watching things with good fights in them, like I stopped everything I was doing at work so I could watch the, the Striga fight and I'm like holy shit did, man. Did I did did I share did did the video about the behind the scenes was that from here? Like Henry did a whole interview about that. Yeah, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That is, yeah, I think so. That is, it is impressive the fact that it is. That is him done doing all that way. The sword yes. fighting. Yep. And that's what's really kind of heartbreaking about him in general as Superman. Like those those DC movies, these new DC movies, with the exception of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, which really, what the hell <laughs> were you on? Uh, like for the most part, these things were cast really well, mm -hmm. and it totally bums me out that Henry Cavill is not does doesn't have a chance to be the Superman I'm sure he could be. Now, granted, uh, Geralt is a pretty different character from Superman. He he ain't exactly Hope Man over nope. here, but uh, at the same time, like this dude's got a uh, this dude's talented. He's really cool, and it's kind of a bummer that he's kind of got asked out of being able to do a proper Superman because, you know, those movies are all so up their own asses. But 
I really enjoy watching him in this show, and I really enjoy how much he, like, I don't know, I, I hate to say looks the part, because, like, we talked about how the show's, I mean, the, the book's, the book's author was like, I don't know, it's, this show's doing its thing, but, like, I've seen a bunch of stuff on the video game, and, like, this dude looks the part, he, he, you know? They, they definitely took the visuals from the video game. Yeah, or at the very least took them into book. consideration, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm really very fond of that, and, you know, the kind of monster of the week episode with a I didn't I didn't I don't really follow all the like I know there's some incest involved but I'm not like totally following who the king is and who the other guy is I just know that like the whole situation was effed up and then there was a cool monster fight and like when she turns back into the girl at the end and then she just bites his neck Mm -hmm. and he's just like what the fuck man <laughs> like the look on his face is just like and he's like he's passing out and everything for the blood loss and it's just like come the fuck I, I really I got this far and then like teenage girl is gonna bite my neck off like I love his expressions in this show just how friggin angry he is about the inconveniences of his life that was and, my, uh, my other quote I mean like the don't <laughs> don't judge me was him talking to his horse but the other quote that I had depending on which one you said was gonna be oh fuck because <laughs> there's a, that scene in the hallway where he knows shit um uh, this is it yeah he comes out with that chain that's supposed to be like this is it whatever it's made of it it is able to hurt this thing and if I could just get her wrapped up in this chain and like keep her restrained until sunrise everything's gonna be fine and and then that does not work at all. <laughs> and yeah, and let me just say, uh, Henry Cavill is an an artist with a with the word fuck. He, I mean, it, curse words in general, but like that man can deliver a curse word like like a champ. Like <laughs> if there was an Olympics for for cursing, I seriously think he this would guy medal. would take home some take home some medals. Like very <laughs> impressive stuff. Uh, the 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 visuals like. The darkness stays true throughout, no matter what the timeline is. But you can there, and it's weird because you could definitely feel when they are changing stories. Like there's, I don't want to say, I guess tonal difference, but it's all so well done. Like when they they start this episode, there's that other Witcher, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. he gets dispatched right away. Like I knew as soon as he was thrown out, like, oh, you know, you pay me up front, like, like, oh, like, ooh, he's a douchebag, he's gonna die a horrible death, and he does, which was awesome, especially when he started, when Geralt started digging through his body, going, oh, yeah, his heart's not there, his liver, <laughs> and he figures out the monster by what it eats. Mm-hmm. Genius, genius storytelling. It reminds me of Gimli in Lord of the Rings, where he's like. He just puts his hand on a leaf and, and like, licks the blood. He's like, mm, orc blood. Like, well, okay, not going to ask the story of how you understand that. (laughs) (laughs) The other other thing that I feel like Cable does great is there is a lot of humor in this show. And that wasn't, there's, this episode is not a great example of that because there's no uh, Jaskier. And... (laughs) <laughs> Even though he is funny, he isn't all of the funny, but he causes some of the funny mm-hmm. through other people's reactions to him. And the other, the the next episode in the in the court uh, is is very. So, Jaskier is the cause of a lot of a lot of mischief and a lot of humor, and I I 
I am mad that I didn't pick it. The for that scene reason. in which he is talking to the workers underground, and he's like, "So you can't kill the monster, so you're going to kill your king." Yeah. Good plan. That'll work. Yeah. He's 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 got it's got very good dry humor. It does. Yes. Yes. In contrast to the goofiness of the bard. True. True. And and then there's Yennefer who gives no fucks about anybody, and I love her. I love her. Yeah, she's, she's a so she's awesome. a pretty pretty interesting character. I like her quite a bit. I like all the characters in the show. I'm interested in all the storylines of this show, and uh, I can't wait to watch more of the show. And I can't wait for Karen to tell me how the books are because <laughs> you know I'm not gonna read them. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Good well, stuff. Good stuff. But I might play the game, and then I can tell you how the game is. Oh, you could. It's true. If I asked. <laughs> um, okay. Well done, me. Good, good show. It was. <laughs> it was bound to happen because we were all jazzed about this show. So. Yeah. Good pick. Well, I am glad that you guys liked it too. And uh, anybody out there who was on the fence about The Witcher, it's a it's a pretty wholehearted endorsement from all three of us. I think. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Here's the question. Yeah. Is The Witcher like the next Game of Thrones? I mean, I think it could be. It was pretty big like when it dropped. Um, and I think it has that epic feel to it. It certainly does. It I feel like it doesn't have the I feel like fanfare. it's not quite there on the the fanfare and maybe not quite there on the overall writing quality. There's definitely, um, I mean, Game of Thrones was so dense and beardy that uh, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> there it is. Write that down. Dense, dense, dense and, and beardy. beardy. <laughs> Go ahead and write that down. Um, that uh, I, I don't know, like without having properly rewatched it, uh, I can't say for sure that the writing in those early seasons really holds up. But I definitely remember a couple of times when watching The Witcher where there'd be some dialogue that's like ultra clunky or or just kind of like, wow. I mean, I, I watch a lot of kids' cartoons and this is something that I would... Ex- this is the a level of melodramatic line that I would expect from X-Men the Animated <laughs> Series. So... Oof. Um, it, it was, and it wasn't often, but there were just these couple of moments of... Yeah, this could have been done better, or this this isn't quite there. This isn't delivering the same level of gravity as the stuff that Game of Thrones was hitting on. And you know, on one when it first started, I'm like, oh, is this going to be like as violent and nudity uh, covered as Game of Thrones was? And thinking like, well, you know, maybe it's Netflix. Maybe they're just not playing that game. But then they did. You know, mm-hmm. then they're just like, no, nah, there's a. Uh, there's boobs flopping all over the place. You want Geralt in the tub? You got Geralt in the tub. You got Geralt in another tub and another tub, and here's some bedtime, and there's lots of sexy time going on in this show. Have fun. But uh, I don't know. I I would like to see this get there because I know that there's so much... Um, there There's a lot of affection for you know the source material and whatnot, but it's also like... I feel like the source material for Game of Thrones is... is uh, people take it a little bit more seriously... I mean, I just don't know. I don't know where the I don't know where the line is, but I'm curious because that's one of those things that you know folks talk about. Like, well, what's going to be the next Game of Thrones? Now that Game of Thrones is over and ended with a you know colossal thud instead of a bang, mm-hmm. and um, you know there's the you know, Lord of the Rings TV show coming up soon, but 
Here, uh, it definitely isn't Golden Compass or whatever the hell that show. His Dark Materials, sure shit, ain't gonna be that. So I think by nature that the new whatever the new Game of Thrones is is gonna have to be something that airs on on a network or a cable or whatever because part of the appeal is that you had to watch it live or you were gonna get spoiled. Yeah, and that kind of runs to the nature of uh, this whole thing with um you know the like the people think talking about how Disney Plus works as opposed to how Netflix works, you know. The Disney Plus aired Mandalorian week after week. Uh you know Picard is airing week after week. These kinds of streaming services that are doling out the episodes one at a time as opposed to Netflix's well here they all are go nuts. And I don't think anybody's talking about The Witcher anymore. Exactly. And it did the conversation doesn't continue because you know it's not be it's not being forcefully spread out and also i read something about i wish i could remember what article i read this in or maybe i just heard it on a podcast but uh it's pretty interesting it was an interesting thought process about the uh the difference between you have the instant gratification of just binging something Mm -hmm. but then it's because you watch it that way it's inherently less memorable because you know you don't have you're not forced to take a week to talk to your friends about all the things that happened and theorize the, the what happened in the episode and really think about what happened in each individual episode because you're already moving on to the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. You don't and, have you don't have to re like reimagine it or reinterpret it again once the next because you're literally that ten seconds the next episode is when happening when he had to yeah. go week to week go well what the hell happened last week that I have to remember so that I can enjoy this week's episode yeah so and. When it's a when it's you know it's just a week, then it's not so bad. You kind of get used to watching it, and then you have the the previouslys and stuff on shows that that are episodically like that to to give you all that 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 stuff to catch up. And and it kind of it, it, it kind of made a lot of sense to me. Like as much as I love the shows that are on Netflix, uh, and I love the ability to just keep watching like the Dragon Prince, like when it ends. Or when an episode of The Witcher ends, I just want to watch the next one. But being forced to not be able to, if I want to be watching it currently, uh, current, I, I think is uh, there's a real merit to that. Um, I don't know. It was an interesting conversation. What do you guys think? Uh, I think you're right. I think that you know, <laughs> both both methods of storytelling have merit. But I think whatever you're doing. Um, whether you're whether you're making a, a show to binge or a show that airs week to week, you have to make your show for that format. Because mm-hmm. I think there are shows that make the mistake, you know, in both directions. Of like, if you're if you're making a show for a streaming service, you don't you don't need to do any recapping between episodes. You don't. And if you do, you're you're wasting time. Right. And. uh by the same token, if you are if you are making a show that airs week to week and you don't remind your audience where they're at, then that's going to be a problem too. If an interesting little side t- tangent of like on the subject of previouslys is when I went back to watch this um, this old Doctor Who episode yesterday. It uh, old Doctor Who used to be told in like four or six parts. So every mm-hmm. week you'd get a new part of the story, but it was like four parts that made up like an hour and a half episode that aired over the course of four weeks or whatever. 
Um, and so, but they didn't do previously back then. But they just sort of took like the last maybe 30 seconds of the episode before and, you know, slapped it onto the beginning of the next one. So you could kind of like place yourself really quickly. <laughs> I, just, I was like, oh, hey, nobody does that now. But that's that's kind of neat. I was like, that's their version of previously. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. it's a recap. Well, not even a recap. It's it's just like, like a you rewind. Know? 15 second yeah, rewind. Exactly. It was a sort of a just sort of a neat little thing of its time. I, I I do not think a Netflix or I don't think a bingeable show is going to usurp like Game of Thrones because there is there's not enough like a fanfare around it. That's the pro- like it doesn't last long enough. Like there was fanfare around The Mandalorian and it was happening in a big but it was only how how many episodes was Mandalorian? eight or ten so it was a short season and witcher there was fanfare about it when it first came out but it it was all out one shot so it doesn't game of thrones went multiple episodes with a break in the middle and then more episodes and it dragged it out so that that story had a much long had a much longer life whether it was better or worse it's just its lifespan was longer than whatever we're seeing now and that that is both good and bad because if it's not a good story like then you're you're at times hate watching it because they're they're just spreading it out so long like walking dead for me like i every time i watch that show is i don't this is not for me like it's it's, there's a lot of fanfare because it's been going on for so long and there's so much story there. If that dumped on Netflix in one shot, I, it definitely would not have had the same. Of, it would not still be around. So I, I do not think anything that is bingeable or that shows up all in one shot is ever going to replace something on at the level of Game of Thrones, which is a shame. Because sometimes those binging or <clears throat> streaming services have the resources to make a better show mm-hmm. or the freedom in some cases. And I'm not even saying that Game of Thrones is better than The Witcher or The Witcher is better than the Game of Thrones. It's just, it's different. Like, it's 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 ingested mm-hmm. differently. And, just, you know, comparing apples to oranges, both are edible. It's just that they're different things. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I try. Indeed. Well, I'm glad that we all watched The Witcher and we all enjoyed watching The Witcher and we'll continue to watch The Witcher and I'm stalling so Chris can open up his <laughs> spiel on his phone. Oh, I thought you were just like tongue twisting for shits and giggles. Yeah, because I got time for that. Uh, I don't know what you do. <laughs> Wait, you right. actually do because you, you, you were sitting right next to me. Right there. Anyway... Did you like The Witcher? You can let us know on all forms of social media that we inhabit that Chris is about to tell us about, I think. You can get in touch with us there at mailatkk.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. and You'd think I'd have this memorized by now. Uh, YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. and Follow us on Twitter at the underscore geekade or follow the show specifically at twepcast. Uh, and you can also find us individually on a vast many different things. I am a man of many hats. I have uh, many different flavors of channels and 
Yada yada. What about you, Karen? What do you do? Uh, I lose my place. Um, I am at shoot underscore the underscore moon on Twitter and STM stitches on all relevant platforms. And what about you, Evan? <laughs> Geek8 underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen. Ah, okay. Uh, I sure had fun this week. I hope everyone else did too. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about something else, and it's going to be not my turn. It's going to be Chris's turn. Chris, well, did you make your decision? I don't know, or man. Or did you forget to think about it because you were playing Smash Bros.? No, I was thinking about it the whole time. It's <laughs> tough because, all right, so on one hand, I'm really genuinely curious to get both of your takes on Picard because I know neither of you are big Star Trek fans, and I feel like this is a different enough flavor that it would be really worthwhile. On the other hand, I would really like to talk about that DuckTales episode. <laughs> and not just because of like the few things that really got me, but because uh, the, some of the stuff that, Karen, you didn't even see in that episode in the very beginning, that's like, wow. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, of two minds on this one. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to talk about DuckTales, or do you guys want to talk about Star Trek? <laughs> I feel like the better choice is DuckTales because you have a specific thing you want to talk about and maybe once you see more of Picard you will have more to say about it. Fair enough. That's what I think, but I'm what not about the boss you, Evan? of you. I concur with that statement. Alright, then we are going to watch DuckTales. Um, I believe the title of the episode is Whatever Happened to Della Duck? Uh, let me find the exact information. We are going to be watching DuckTales Season 2, Episode 7, Whatever Happened to Della Duck. All right. I I'm looking forward to crying again. <laughs> um, that's going to wrap it up for all of us here at this week's episode. Uh, for all of your TV watching needs. Uh, I have been your host this week. I'm Karen. I'm Evan. Fuck. <laughs> Good night, folks. And this concludes our broadcast day.